Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gamers 360 Network. Joe Biden is not the president-elect because this election is not over, no matter what the mainstream media wants you to think. This is Rob Smith is Problematic. Let me start out by saying this, everyone. I'm not a crazy person. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, I don't traffic in insanity. I am not delusional. I did not lose my mind over the last three years since I became a supporter of the president. I came around to supporting President Trump because I am a critical thinker. I saw really great things happening and I was able to sift through all of the crap that the mainstream media was trying to throw at us. Now, I had to say all of that because what I'm about to say, probably for the next however long we, we're, we're spending this time together this week, because I like to think of you all as my friends. When I sit down to do this podcast, I'm like, man, I get to talk to my friends and, and we're just going to talk about everything. So this election is not over. Joe Biden is not the president elect of the United States. And this is all just completely insane. We're coming off of a weekend where the Biden voters are now rallying in the streets. They're all happy. They're so happy. Oh, Joe Biden's president elect and Kamala Harris. And she's our first black this and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, COVID has apparently disappeared again. Right. Because, you know, COVID only is, is only a threat when when Republicans get together and gather. But when Democrats do it, apparently it disappears. But we're going through this and we're seeing all of this stuff that is happening this weekend. And this is a psychological operation by the mainstream media and, you know, political democratic influencers on the left. This is a PSYOP operation, the likes of which I have never seen before. But before we even get into all that, let's go back to election night. This was the strangest election night ever. So, I'm watching the results come in. Um, I had a friend that ran for Congress. Her name is Anna Paulina Luna. She unfortunately lost her race. So after that, she conceded that, we just shifted focus into watching these election returns come in. And earlier in the evening, it was just looking really good for President Trump. And, you know, we we took Florida and, and we took Ohio and all of these things started happening. And then all of a sudden, Pennsylvania just decided that they were just going to stop counting votes. At 11 p.m., it was the oddest thing ever. I guess I don't know. I don't know what the rationale was. I don't know if they got tired. I don't know what was going on. So Pennsylvania decides to stop counting their votes. And that is when things started getting weird, because the next morning, I think we all woke up. I was hopelessly addicted to social media over those those weird few days. And, and trust me, guys, we, we've got a, a couple of weird weeks coming up ahead. But just things just started looking really fishy. We started seeing like literally tens of thousands of votes coming in literally in the dead of night. And these were all in Democrat run cities and swing states. And I'll get to that a little bit later. But we started seeing all of these votes come in and just something just started smelling so fishy. And then you start seeing all of these videos on social media, which I know you guys have seen. You 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 see videos of, but you know the 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 people they're boarding up the windows so that they can't see the um the votes being counted. Poll watchers are being pushed out 
of locations, you know, people that are supposed to be watching the polls and watching the count. You've got people with Biden-Harris face masks on tweeting out pictures of themselves counting the votes. And and this is in these Democrat-run cities. You know, I saw stuff like this coming out of, of Philly and in Detroit and all of that other stuff in, in, in Milwaukee as well. And so we start seeing all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, things just start getting weird. And there is this sense that the media is is holding off on giving some of these states to to Trump. It's almost like they're waiting for Biden to get some other states and then everything just got really, really, really messy. And that's where we are right now. Everything is a mess. There are multiple lawsuits that are going on right now that I'll talk to you about a little bit later. There are multiple press conferences that are going to be had this week. There's a lot of stuff still going on. So Joe Biden is not the president-elect, and the media is so deeply irresponsible for pushing this delusion on the American people. You know Biden voters are fragile. The left, these people are maniacs. They're maniacs. They're fragile. They, they, they're they crying and screaming and burning flags and spitting on police officers and rioting and looting and murder. Like, we've seen all of this stuff happening for the past four years. It is so irresponsible, first of all, because... Should the challenges, should some of these challenges go to court and should this president, this this whole president-elect Biden thing, whatever, should Trump get another four years? It is going to literally break these people and they will burn this country to the ground. That is why it is so irresponsible to be calling this for Joe Biden right now. But that is not the only way that the media is irresponsible. There has been so much media malpractice over the past four years. It is completely insane because right now we have a Democrat controlled and ultra liberal mainstream media that is far too powerful in this country. These people have far too much of a voice. These people have far too much of an influence on what people think and and what they're going to do. Remember that the mainstream media These are the same people that were reporting these polls that we have all found out that these polls are BS. They're they're horseshit. The polls were all off. There was one poll that said that Biden was going to win Wisconsin by something like 17 points. And he ended up, if if it is verified, if it happens, he ended up winning it by, I, I believe it was less than two points. And so these polls that the mainstream media breathlessly covered over the past months, over the past months, literally since the beginning of the year, they act as a sort of suppression of Republican voters. And even I was falling for this stuff a little bit. Not that I was ever not going to vote for Trump, but I was just like, man, is is this really what's going on? I mean, you know, is is Biden really polling this well? Is this what the energy is? I can't see it. It it. It just was strange. But this stuff helps to basically suppress the energy of Republican voters, because some people out there are going to be like, well, why should I even go vote if it's going to be this much of a blowout? Remember, these are the same people that were telling you that Biden could take Texas. That didn't happen. These were the same people that could, that were telling you that Biden could take Florida. That didn't happen. So the media has been playing out their delusions of Democrat landslides via this ridiculous polling 
over the past nine months and people have been buying into this stuff. And that is really dangerous. And it's dangerous right now for the media to be declaring Joe Biden president-elect and declaring him the winner of this election, which is still contested. There are going to be lots of legal challenges that we are going to see in the coming weeks because, guys, this is not over. And this is not, I am not a crazy person. This is not tinfoil. This is not conspiracy theories. This stuff is going to go on for weeks. Remember, in 2000, Al Gore did not concede until... I think it was mid-December, but yet there are still people, there are weak people, weak Republican quote-unquote leaders that are pressuring um, Donald Trump to concede already when they have not even begun to to present the, the legal challenges, when they have not even begun to exhaust their legal resources. Why should they give up right now? Why should they stop fighting? And what I want you all to do And I'm not advocating any AOC style lists out here, right? Because, you know, if if, should Joe Biden get in, you know, all these the leftists, they want to put us on lists. They said that anybody that supported President Trump, you know, put them on lists, make sure they can never work again, make sure that they're never invited in polite society again. You sneer at them, you spit on them in the streets, you do all this stuff. I mean, these people, I guess these people are maniacs, but I'm not advocating for any lists like that, but I want you to really look at the Republican leadership that is being weak right now. Because there are some Republican quote unquote leaders that are being very weak right now. They are all but conceding and all but telling President Trump to concede. That is bad form. And it's bad faith stuff because you know what? The swamp loves business as usual. And the swamp cannot wait for a weak puppet leader, quote unquote, like Joe Biden to get back in so that they can continue the swamp treatment. And this stuff goes on both sides. And so you guys look out and look at what some of these Republicans are saying right now about these legal recounts and about the legal options that the Trump team has and, and how they're talking about Trump. And there's a lot of swamp creatures that, you know, the never Trumpers love this. The never Trumpers cannot wait to wrap their arms around, uh, quote unquote, president elect Joe Biden, because what they don't realize is that the left has been using them for four years. And when the left is done using them, they will be discarded. And there is nobody in this MAGA movement, in the movement that supported Donald Trump, that will give them the time of day or take them seriously at all. And so anybody that is telling the president to concede right now and and that, that has some sort of Republican leadership right now, watch who these people are, primary them in 2022, make sure they don't get anywhere near getting the Republican nomination for president in 2024. Keep your eyes on these people. And no matter what happens, the movement that has been created for President Trump, the MAGA movement, the people that were black and white and gay and straight and Latino and and Muslim and everything else like this movement, the MAGA movement is not going anywhere. And I'll tell you what, we're going to fight harder than ever. But what about back to the media? Because the media tells you that, oh, there's no election fraud, there's nothing going on, there's, oh, no, this is crazy. You know, they say this is crazy talk. 
There are actual and verified claims of election fraud that are going on right now. And we're going to get into those right after the break. So these people in mainstream media that live in bubbles, that broadcast from New York and D.C., and they live in the Beltway and they live in this strange world that that is certainly doesn't represent America, that certainly doesn't represent you know, where, where you or I live or, or came from or love or whatever. These people talk about election fraud like it's some pipe dream. They talk about election fraud like it's something that crazy people, oh, it's just those crazy nutters on the internet. And they're just talking about this election fraud, but that doesn't happen except when it does. So earlier in this whole debacle, because that's what election 2020 is. It is a debacle. And there is no way around that. It's a debacle. There was a vote counting center in Philadelphia that was prohibiting Trump campaign officials from watching vote counting, despite a court order that allowed them to do so. Now, Pam Bondi on Twitter, she said, this is a joke. They moved the fence up, but moved the ballot machines back. She said, this is offensive for the great people of Pennsylvania who voted and deserve a fair election. And the lawyer for the city of Philadelphia, who is responsible for all this, the lawyer who was basically responsible for not allowing access to observe vote counting, tweeted in September that Joe Biden and the Democrats, quote, need a landslide. This is what she tweeted. So this uh, lawyer, her name is Michelle Hangley, and she limits who can see her tweets, which means that the only people that can see these tweets are people that she follows. But the GOP rapid response got a screenshot and they're the ones who were able to put that out there. So if this stuff was not out there, if people weren't really seeing this stuff, and watching this stuff happen, you know, it, it, nobody would know about this stuff. And this is a lawsuit that's still going on right now. And there was a really great piece. And I'm going to tweet this out today when this podcast comes out, because I want you guys to read this. So this will be like uh, this will be just like a little reading for you guys. And so this is a guy that wrote an article for American Thinker. And this person really wanted to dig into the numbers. And this is a very interesting piece. I want to talk you through this stuff a little bit. And so basically, he says that Biden is at 290 electoral votes right now, right? So Pennsylvania is 20 of those electoral votes. And the Justice Alito opinion on the the suit that's going on with Pennsylvania right now basically says that he wants the votes counted after election night at 8 p.m. separated for a reason. Four justices have already said that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court cannot adjust voting rules. So when they say that, oh, we're going to count these votes and these votes came in, and remember I told you earlier about 100,000 votes coming in, they cannot do that. So this is not a legal thing to do. So they're not going to have a legal foot to stand on if Pennsylvania goes to court. So if Biden loses Pennsylvania at that, That takes Biden's 290 electoral votes to 270 electoral votes. So that is like right at the the threshold, right? It's right at the threshold. 
Now, this guy goes down to Nevada and he says that, and you know, this is another challenge that's going to happen. And they found that within 72 hours of the election, there were thousands of votes that were invalidated because people have people like that are living in California have condos in Nevada to evade state taxes and that there are people who are like voting for them and all of that other stuff. And so here's the thing. Nevada is going to be challenged. Okay. Pennsylvania is going to be challenged. These people are going to be challenged, right? Wisconsin is going to be challenged. There's so much stuff that's going on here. And even in September 2020, Judicial Watch, and what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start, you know, putting all of this stuff out on Twitter because I want you guys to see that stuff because obviously this is a very in-depth episode. <laughs> we're going to need we're going to need a reading list for this episode. But in 353 counties in the United States, there were 1.8 million more registered voters than eligible voting age citizens. In other words, the registration rates of those counties exceeded 100% of eligible voters. Now, this is a study from Judicial Watch, very reputable organization, like I said. And this is not crazy talk. So what we have in this election is the bluest cities in the swing states that have been under Democrat control for decades deciding elections. This is dangerous. Because if you let this stuff go on, there may never be another Republican president ever. Philadelphia, Atlanta, Detroit, Milwaukee, Las Vegas, all of these cities are swing states or in swing states. And all of these have been under dim control for decades. Now, I want you to listen to what former Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich said to Newsmax about all this. This is, I really want you to listen to this. This is crucial. If the question is, um, are the Democrats stealing votes in Philadelphia? My answer is, is the Pope Catholic? It's a time-honored tradition in big Democrat-controlled cities like Chicago, my hometown, Philadelphia, to do precisely what they're doing now. I've never seen it on such a magnitude um, because this, I think, is an indication of just how widespread it is, how deep it is. And I don't think it's just confined to Philadelphia. My instincts, again, coming out of Chicago Democratic politics, my instincts tell me it's going on in Atlanta, it's going on in Detroit, it's going on in Milwaukee, it's going on in Las Vegas. It's like uh, what Justice Powell said about pornography. You can't define it, but you know it when you see it. And coming out of the Democratic uh, Chicago political establishment, I know how they operate. They control polling places, they stop votes when their candidate's behind. And then in the wee hours of the morning, in the dark of night, the stealing starts. And we've seen that in big numbers, unprecedented numbers in this election in Michigan and in Philadelphia. It's outrageous. And the fact that they're doing it with the impunity they're doing it with is because the media is simply looking the other way because they have uh, they're a corrupt mainstream media that's not interested in in protecting our Constitution or the rule of law. They just want to beat Donald Trump at all costs. And they're not just stealing from Donald Trump. It's worse than that. They're stealing from us, the American people. He says they're stealing from us, the American people. Think to the power of that statement. When the Trump campaign released their statement that said that they are going to pursue legal challenges and that they are not going to stop fighting, 
they appeal to not only Trump's voters, but this is about, this is not just about this election. This is about all elections moving forward because we all love America here. And I can't think of anything that is more fundamentally destructive to America than the erosion and trust of one of our most sacred institutions, which is voting. We do not have that trust right now as a country because of all of the stuff that I just told you about, because of all of the questions that are going on because of this debacle of an election. These cities and these swing states should not be deciding elections. They should not have this much control because if you let that happen, then you have the people that are saying, well, abolish the Electoral College and then just make the popular vote. Everybody knows that New York and California, the two most the two bluest and, and most, you know, two of the most, um, you know, the most populous states that, that have a lot of this power, they will always go blue. The only reason that Donald Trump lost the popular vote in 2016 was because of New York and California. And you talk to these dummies that are like, oh, the popular vote, the popular vote, the popular vote. Do you want this country to look like New York and California? Because I certainly don't. I ran New York screaming to come to the great state of Florida. And I love it here. I don't want the entire country to look like that. But I think that the path forward for President Trump if they are going to mount these legal challenges, and I'm going to, you know, look, I, I, I have to keep it real. There were a lot of people that were running around on cable news sets that were that were speaking for the campaign in certain ways that were not prepared. They didn't really have their facts in front of them. And that, honestly, to be quite frankly, we're looking kind of dumb. And that's not what we need right now. If they are going to mount these legal challenges, we need documented stuff. We need documented instances of voter fraud. We need them to give this to the press and give this to the people. Not only the the super mainstream media, they don't they're not going to look into it, but dig it, give it to the people, because if enough people look at this with a critical eye and say that there is enough evidence of this stuff going on, that it throws this election into question then this stuff is going to have to get challenged because I don't like, look, if this was a normal election and everything was over on Tuesday and Joe Biden was elected president of the United States, well, then that is just the will of the American people. And I think that everybody would be okay, but I would be disappointed, sad, upset, obviously, because your guy lost, but that is the will of the American people. I do not believe That what is happening right now with the mainstream media basically calling Joe Biden president-elect falsely and and them calling this election for him, I do not believe that this is reflecting the will of the American people. But there are some bright spots from this debacle of an election in terms of some really great things that have happened for the GOP, and I'm going to tell you what they are after the break because we all need a little cheering up this week. The biggest bright spot to come from this entire debacle that was election 2020 is that we really have moved the needle in terms of 
making our wonderful Republican Party more open and and more inclusive to different types of people. Because I'm, I'm going to give you guys some statistics. And all of these statistics came from New York Times exit polls. So the black vote went from 8% to 13% from between 2016 and 2020. Black men, the black male vote went from 13% to 18%. The black female vote doubled from 4% to 8%. The gay and lesbian vote, LGBT, doubled from 14% to 28%. We are bringing in a whole new class of Republican congresswomen. I I think her her name is Salazar. She flipped the seat over in, in Florida. There are so many people. Burgess Owens right now, the former football player, that is running for Congress in Utah. At this point right now, he he's winning. John James is refusing. John St. James, our, our great candidate for senator of Michigan, is refusing to concede because he thinks that there are some irregularities in that process as well. He's got a good shot. We have done so much over the past four years to diversify this party and to make it a party of the people. Right. And to make sure that black people know they have a place in the Republican Party and that gays and lesbians know they have a place in the Republican Party and that Latinos know that they have a place in the Republican Party. Latinos went for Trump, broke for Trump in bigger numbers than they did in 2016. Now, like you guys, I still I I am still cannot comprehend how all of this stuff leads to a loss for President Trump. But then again, we just have talked this entire episode about how they're basically stealing this election and and we'll have to let that play out. But the silver lining is this. There is something happening right now. People are waking up. People are waking up to the lies of the left. People are waking up to the lies of the Democrat Party. And I do believe that People are going to if we if there is and I'm this is a big if and I and I have to speak in hypotheticals here. If there is a Biden presidency, people are going to, you know, Candace Owens just said something that's really great. She said the turkeys just voted for Thanksgiving and they will be begging for an Owens 2024 ticket. And she's absolutely right. These people think they want Joe Biden because the media tells them that they want Joe Biden. They think they want Joe Biden because the media has told them that that Trump was racist and sexist and all of his, the seven, apparently the 70 million people plus who voted for Donald Trump are all racist, sexist, homophobes who are basically, I don't know, just driving around in some dirty pickup truck with a Confederate flag looking to, I don't know, hang a black man. This is, this is what they have told these people on the left about Trump voters for the past four years. And I think that fundamentally, these people do not realize some of them, a lot of them, because they are asleep for so long and, and they, they haven't they haven't had their awakening yet. They don't realize that their lives are about to get worse. Their taxes are about to go up. Their lives will not change for the better in any meaningful way because The policies of the left do not work. And some people are going to have to see this with their own two eyes. I think about my sister, for example. I love my sister. I love her to death. 
She um has never done this well in her entire life. She she's doing great right now. She's she manages a restaurant and they're opening up all these new franchises and she's working like a chicken with her head cut off, but you know, she's making a lot of money. She's doing very well. And we don't I don't, you know, uh, my family knows I'm a Trump supporter. They're all Democrats. This is not we're not adversarial about this stuff. My, my family loves me. We love each other. We're not stupid or petty or foolish enough to let politics get in between the love we have for each other. And uh, it's the saddest thing in the world to me when I hear stories of families that have. But anyway, so she, she calls me and she said, you know, pardon the language. She just said, she, she calls me. She said, oh, yeah, what about Trump 2020? It ain't no Trump 2020, bitch. It's Biden, bitch. And then she hangs up the phone. Uh, this is what she said to me. You know, I just called her back. You know, we just, we laughed about it. I love her. It is serious stuff because I, I obviously wanted Trump 2020. But, you know, I love her. But anyway, she doesn't fundamentally understand how the policies of the Trump administration when it comes to tax cuts, when it comes to deregulating things. She doesn't understand how those policies made it easier for the people that own the franchise restaurants that she is managing to buy more buy more restaurants and to build more properties. She, she doesn't get that. And for people like her, I fear that they're going to see their lives constrict in lots of different ways because we all know what Democrats do. We all know what their policies are. We all know what is in store once these people get in. And I fear for that. I really do. And the only silver lining, like I said, we're talking about silver linings here because everything's, you know, I'm not a doom and gloom type of person. The only silver lining that we can have here, if, like I said, and this is a big if, there is a Joe Biden presidency, that this is going to wake people up. This is going to wake so many people up. And it's probably just like I voted for Obama twice and I was asleep. And I didn't realize until Trump came in the stuff that was going on. And I think that a lot of these people are going to wake up. And the work of people like myself, you know, and it's so funny because a lot of the black Trump supporters and a lot of the black Republicans have been called grifters and, and we're called, we've been called so many things. It's like, oh, you guys are grifters. You're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to do anything. When Trump's gone, you're gone. All that other stuff. These people are not going anywhere. And our work is truly cut out for us because now we're going to have to cut through all of the stuff and show people what happens when these people, you're crying for these people, oh my God, these one of the ridiculous queer eye people did some uh, some video of him crying. <laughs> and it's like he's got the little glycerin tears in his in his eyes. It was ridiculous. It was it was it was it was it was pathetic, is what it was. But people are going to see that these policies don't work. And when they see their lives constrict especially the entrepreneurs out there, when they see the lives constrict and they see nothing happening and they see a lot of people getting a lot of a lot of wealth and a lot of clout, but the people of America actually nothing really happening for them, they will get red pilled. And like I said, if because this election is not over by any means, it is not over by a long shot. If Joe Biden becomes the next president of this country, you are going to see more red pills and more people getting red pilled than you have ever seen 
in your entire lives. And if there's anything to be gained from what a ridiculous and inconsequential presidency Joe Biden could possibly have, it is that. And what I want to leave you guys with is that I'm not going anywhere. Neither is Candace Owens. Neither is Terrence Williams. Neither is any of the MAGA movement because MAGA is here to stay. MAGA is going to get more Congress seats in 2022. And the MAGA movement that has been built is going to be a major part of American politics for generations to come. So look out for us because we're about to get to work. Thanks so much to my sponsors. Please support them so we can bring the show to you for free. Visit my show page at robsmethisproblematic.com and please tell your friends about the show and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so other people can learn what the show is about, be introduced to me, all of these problematic thoughts, and introduced to our community of problematics. Thanks to producer Stephen Calabria and researcher Aaron Kleekman and executive producers Debbie and Newt, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. Part of the Gingrich 360 Network.